Welcome to another episode of the Anya Eve podcast, how to fall in love again with making art after feeling like it all just sucks. So I have not been very active on social media lately, so I know it's a bit late, but I just want to wish a very happy new year. Let's hope that um, 2021 uh, starts getting a bit better from here. And that it's not going to be the same year as last year. I know that a lot of people had a shit year. Not everyone, of course. I think that some people have rediscovered themselves in quarantine. Um, For me, I was already quite used to working from home a lot. And in that sense, I don't think I was that affected. And luckily, uh, the people around me who have gotten, actually, who have gotten sick, a couple of people got COVID, uh, they are all fine. So that's something to be grateful for. I hope you pulled through as well and aren't, you know, affected too much. So today I wanted to talk about what to do if you have, you know, sort of lost your passion for your art, uh, whether you make music or you write or you paint or whatever it is that you want to create. Sometimes you just lose your motivation, you lose your passion and you just get a little lost. And I wanted to share uh, some tips with you if you're in that place on how to fall in love again with your art and how to, you know, make it something that you enjoy doing and that you embrace and that doesn't become like a source of constant frustration. So first I'll have to tell you that it actually did become a source of frustration for me. So that's why I wanted to share with you how I got out of that. So last year in 2020 and beginning of the year, I released a lot of new music about every six weeks. And, you know, everything was growing a little bit. So my Spotify following was growing because I started at nowhere, like tall followers. And my Instagram was growing a little bit. And, you know, I was making steps and seeing that, you know, people were discovering my music. I was uh, running some ads. So maybe you've seen one of them uh, where I would invite people like on Instagram to check out my songs. And all of that was working, you know, it was actually working. And real people were finding my music and, and sending me messages about it. So was really encouraging actually to see that uh, showing up and, and getting yourself out there and getting your music out there does work. But at a certain point, and I think it partly had to do with, you know, the way that 2020 was, you know, like it was just constantly being at home and this whole quarantine lifestyle and every day just feeling like it's the same. I started I, I kind of losing my motivation a little bit, not for music, but for the marketing of music, even though things were growing. Um, I felt, you know, frustrated about like, how am I going to make money with this thing? And I started getting into a lot of doubts of like, do I even want to pursue that? And, you know, that is some, I'm not I'm still not fully like clear on what my goals are when it comes to, you know, the marketing and, and monetizing music. But, you know, it's just like you put so much love and attention and time and <laughs> sweat and tears into your music and then um, Spotify pays you almost nothing, you know? And it's not like I didn't know that uh, before I started releasing music. I was just, you know, really excited to to get more people to listen to it. And, you know, if I would get a message from someone saying they love the song, like, that just makes my day, you know? It's super exciting. But at the same time, it's also like... One day you want to be able to be compensated for that in some form, right? And I started feeling a bit stuck in that area and maybe even focusing on that too much. And 
I started feeling resistance. And I know that a lot of in the artists go go to that place mentally where you're just, you know, you're getting angry at Spotify because they don't pay anything. And you're, you know, especially last year, obviously, I wasn't planning to do any touring, but if I had, <laughs> obviously, that wouldn't have been a thing. So I just felt a bit, you know, depressed, I guess, about how do I grow this in a way that feels good to me, in a way that, you know, one day I can turn it into a living, but also do it in a way that feels good to me because I don't personally have the energy to constantly be on social media. And, you know, that's a balance that is tough, you know, for a lot of creatives. So, yeah, I was in a bit of a funk about all of that. And then I sort of let go of my, you know, practice of, of music making a little bit. I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna not not have any goals to release new music in this, you know, end of the year, and I'll just see what happens. But then at a certain point, I found myself, you know, missing the actual music making. It's almost like I, I was a, I was just resisting everything, you know, so then I almost stopped making music entirely, even for myself. And then I thought, okay, that's not good. You know, if in the very least, I'm going to do this music thing for me, even if no one ever hears it, um, if I don't ever get anywhere, I'm going to do this again for me, you know, for my soul, for my expression, just to have fun, you know, and without having any goals attached to it. And I think that it's really important to actually have, you know, times in your, you know, either in your year or in your, you know, maybe, you know, a certain period in a year where you don't really have to constantly think about how will this be perceived right and you can just focus on making the, your art and so that's what I did so I wanted to share a couple of things with you that helped me to start enjoying it again just for me you know and uh, hopefully they might help you as well like if you're in a bit of a funk or you don't like anything you're making so uh, the first thing that I wanted to share that helped me is to make it super, super easy to get started. So at a certain point, I found myself not making music and I thought, how can I make it easier? Like, how can I lower the bar uh, to get started? And so I just rearranged some simple things and some plugs and some cables where like now I literally have to just, you know, hit one button and everything turns on. <laughs> it's like magic. And I feel like, okay, cool. Like there's no barrier like I can just make music instantly so you know if you are uh, in in the position and I mean I live in a small place as well to arrange your equipment in a, in a way that is just so easy to get started um, you will get started much easier I think you know as creatives we we can postpone getting started on the thing that we enjoy the most because getting started is scary somehow, right? But then if you make it super easy and just see like, how can I rearrange some some things in my house um, to just have it be a five second thing or even less, that can really help to, you know, just push you over the edge and get going. One other thing that also made me start making music more again is to not tell myself that I always have to be writing a song because then, you know, you feel like a lot of pressure, like you want to, you want to write a good song, right? Because, I mean, who wants to write shit music? But the reality is, is that a lot of the times you will write shitty songs. And that's okay, because, you know, if one in 10 songs are good, then that's a good result, you know, that's actually 
a quote from John Mayer, I believe. So I didn't say that originally. <laughs> but just to know, like, if someone like that also writes shitty songs, you can know that it's okay to write shitty songs. Um, but I found that uh, even if I if I say in my head, like, oh, I'm going to write a song every day or whatever, that creates some kind of barrier where, whereas if I just decide to play with sounds or something like that, then it's just, you know, it's a, it's a lot more fun. All of a sudden it becomes a playground. So I know that there are some people out there um, that I used to follow and also people who write books about it and everything that are very much about like, you know, you have to have this daily practice or this daily writing routine or whatever, whatever. And I'm finding that that just creates a lot of pressure. Um, so I I just go in there and sometimes I just record like vocal samples and I put effects on them and I, I do like some some basic sound design or whatever that feels like fun to me. Sometimes I just go through a bunch of presets in my plugins and I save sounds that I like uh, that I may be able to use later. So, And most of the time, I then get inspired and turn it into a song, but it's not because I had to make a song. It's just because I allowed myself to play. You know, you have to have that vibe of I'm playing, you know, like like you're a little kid and you're just like playing with toys. Um, yeah, so... You know, if you have this goal of like, ooh, I have to <laughs> create this masterpiece every day, that is way too much pressure, you know? So keep it keep it simple and just have fun and just tell yourself you're playing a little bit. This actually relates to my last point, uh, which is, you know, how a lot of people say that it's good to have this daily pra practice, right? And a daily routine around your art and everything. And I feel like, for me, it changes constantly. Like sometimes I do make music every day, but I also have these phases where for three days in a row, I'm just like completely into a song and I'm just, I spend like three hours a day on it. And then for, you know, a couple of days, and then I just don't do anything for, for a couple of days. And sometimes that just works fine, you know? And for me, the only thing that is important that I'm aware uh, when I'm not making music because I'm scared to like write a bad song or I'm just like procrastinating, you know what I mean? But I find that sometimes it's actually really healthy to have a couple of days of like going deep and then a couple of days of nothing. Or sometimes I just, you know, I'm in a phase where I make a little bit of music every day, but I feel like it's so important to find your own rhythm and not just because some gurus online are saying like, oh, you have to do this every day, like whatever may, might not work for you, right? So find your own rhythm. That's what I'm saying. Then one thing I've also really learned is that you can't do everything alone. <laughs> so this is not like a new revelation for me because I tend to want to do a lot uh, on my own. And I'm really lucky that I have a boyfriend who makes music as well. So we can do a lot together now. But I noticed uh, like one specific thing happened at the end of December and it had so much, um, it created so much inspiration for me that I realized like sometimes you really do need other people to give you, you know, inspiration and it has to come from outside of you, especially in this whole pandemic style, uh, you know, weird life that we've all been living in for the past couple of months. Like, how are you supposed to get inspired, Right. So uh, what happened that really gave me some encouragement is that um, one of my uh, favorite producers, uh, Joe Hertz, don't know if you know him, but I just, he has like millions and millions of streams, I think every month uh, on Spotify, but he makes, you know, mix of indie R&B and 
jazzy, soulful beats, but also has some house influences. And um, I think he's just really, really dope. Like, I love his productions and he works with really great vocalists as well. And I noticed he started uh, doing streams on Twitch. So, you know, just sharing his productions and making music live and just chatting with people and so on. And uh, I thought, that's cool. I'm going to join live because, you know, I'd love to learn more from him. So this was a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so I joined the stream and there weren't that many people on live. So he was just, you know, chatting to us a little bit. And then um, he said like, hey, you know, send me a link to your music. I'm in a mood to check out some music. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay, that's cool. So, uh, you know, I would never like spam my link in the chat, but he actually asked for it. So I, I was able to post it. And um, yeah, so he listened to some of, uh, you know, the music I put out this year. And that was really cool. You know, he like he said some things he liked about it. And he was he was just really encouraging. And it gave some ideas as well. Like, oh, you know, maybe you can work more on like harmonies. And, and, and that's definitely true. <laughs> and um, that was really fun, you know. And uh, it was so encouraging, not only that he played my music on the stream, but also just to be able to ask him questions and to... And to really, you know, sort of get into a mind of someone whose whose productions are just like, you know, that the type of level that I admire to achieve, you know, that I want to achieve. And yeah, that was that was really great. And then um, he also started like a remix contest, uh, so you can remix a track of his album, latest album, and then you know the people that win, like four people that win, will be released on a separate EP. And uh, so that's basically what I spent like the rest of December working on uh, is a remix of one of his tracks. And I just uh, submitted it very recently, like <laughs> the day before the deadline, because I was tweaking until the very end, like a true producer. And I'm not sure if I have a chance to win, because to be honest, it's my first remix. You know, I've been producing for like five years now, but I'm not like a professional remixer necessarily, because usually I'm working with my own vocals. Um but uh, this is also related to the uh, another tip I wanted to give you. Um, not only was it encouraging to get, you know, to make that connection with a producer that I really love, but also it was really exciting to work in a very different way. So normally I'm very much focused on the vocals, also on a production, but uh, more and more uh, my boyfriend's taking over that part. And But I am still also really interested in becoming a better producer, so... What was really fun about this project is that I just, you know, used one of the lead vocals because he works with like really amazing vocalists. So I took the lead vocal and I created a completely different arrangement underneath that vocal. And it allowed me to just really play with production without having to focus on recording vocals because that usually takes me quite long <laughs> because I get very perfectionistic about it. And sometimes I kind of feel sad that I don't always have that time to go very deep into production techniques. And with this remix, I, f I felt like, oh, this is really fun. Now I'm, I'm working in a completely different way. And I really enjoyed it. And, you know, that is something I really recommend. Like, if you feel like you're in a funk with your art, try to go about it in a completely different way. Just work in a completely different way, maybe a different place or, or with a different workflow. And um, you might find that, you know, you find new joy in that in that new way of creating and you sort of get out of your normal uh, or older routines. Then finally, the last thing I wanted to share is about, you know, mindset. It's really important to always have this mindset of, 
you know, if you make music as well or whatever art you create, like either it's a great song, you know, or it's a great piece of art or it's a great lesson. And, you know, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's just so true, you know, because I, I've noticed that with this remix, like, I don't know if I, you know, get picked or not. I, I'm sure that Joe Hertz knows a lot of really good producers. Um, so, uh, and I'm no, I don't know if I'm at that level yet, but it's, it's totally okay because I see so much growth in this project. If I look at uh, how I worked on this project compared to productions like two years ago or even one year ago, I see I see so much progress in things I'm able to do now, uh, arrangement techniques and automation techniques and things that uh, I didn't, I wasn't able to do before. Um, so, so that's really my mindset, you know, and I still go through all those phases of sometimes I think, you know, oh, the, oh my God, this is like the best song ever. And then you go through this whole cycle of hating it and not being sure about it. And I still go through all of that. But uh, I noticed, and maybe that's because I took a bit of a break as well, that I could actually see my growth compared to last year. And I'm excited about that. So it's all good, you know, whether the song gets chosen or not. I definitely learned so much from it and I had a lot of fun working on it. So I think that's an important mindset to have. So I hope these uh, tips from me sharing my experiences were helpful to you if you've been in a rut with your art as well. And, you know, I know like we've all been in a rut <laughs> with life probably uh, this past year. So that is normal, you know, uh, but there's simple ways sometimes to get out of it and to get into a more positive vibe and to really enjoy your process again. So I hope this is helpful. And uh, yeah, I'm just um, still in the process of kind of deciding what I want to do this year with my music. I'm definitely, I've been writing a lot of music and I want to get back into releasing it because also with finishing this remix, whether it, got pick, it gets picked or not, I, I felt so much fulfillment in finishing something again. So I'm definitely going to uh, be releasing tracks just for the sake of artistic fulfillment and um yeah, and I'm also going to focus a little bit more on the visuals to, you know, make more videos where I show like how I make the songs and things like that, because I feel that just creates a much richer experience than just doing the audio. Um, and sometimes last year I was just, I was planning to do that, but didn't get around to it. And yeah, I'm going to do that more and focus more on, you know, those types of longer form videos uh, where you can really see like how, how I made the song or sort of like a performance slash uh, behind the scenes and I also probably will do a podcast or blog post whenever I, I feel like I have something to share that can also benefit you in some way um, and inspire you to keep going um, I feel like one thing that I probably won't do as much this year is Instagram stories I did that a, a lot last year and I find that like 15 second uh, culture that we live in a bit disturbing and when I started this podcast I was already starting with like a focus challenge and going on social media less and I actually uh, deleted Instagram from my phone uh, so drastic <laughs> uh, and I feel so much better um, I still check in on Instagram like maybe once a day or sometimes twice from desktop you know just from my computer but for some reason I don't find that so addictive so it's, I find it very easy to just go there like once or twice a day so I think I'll mostly focus on you know just content that I can post um, from my desktop so I probably won't be doing that many stories I just find them very addictive and I don't find that you know th thinking in 15 seconds I don't think that's good 
for my art, I find myself getting, you know, very distracted. But I, I mean, <laughs> that's what my podcast started with, like my sort of struggles uh, with social media. So I decided that I'm definitely going to be using social media, but I'm going to make it work for me instead of me becoming, you know, like a slave to it, if you know what I mean. So uh, but I'll, I'll may share more about that in another episode. For now, I hope that uh, this, you know, sharing my experience was inspiring or helpful to you in any way. Do let me know on Instagram or wherever you are on Facebook if you have anything uh, to share. I uh, love hearing from you and I will talk to you again soon. Oh, yeah.